Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio. My name is Kevin Wheel and as always, it is so good to have you with me. And today I've got a question from Alex and Alex was asking me why I took the decision to become a consultant and to wind down my agency. Um, he says it feels like a step even further in terms of independence and uh, I agree. So I just wanted to kind of, it, it kind of break down some of the reasoning behind why I didn't go down the agency route and why that was the right fit for me. Now, it may be a perfectly good fit for you to go down the agency route, there's really no right or wrong and the path is yours and it really depends. And then there's all kinds of variations on that from productized consulting, productized services, all kinds of stuff. But I'll break down the reasons that I went into consulting and why I didn't decide to go down the agency route as a long-term uh, option for me. Uh, so num number one was, well, let me give you a quick backstory. So I've, I've been doing web design since my teens. I've been building websites, started off with plain text, HTML websites, and then uh, several years later, I was building websites for all the companies I worked for, and I didn't really think it was a valuable skill, um, but it was sort of a hobby I did on the side, and I would do like brochures and logos and stuff, you know, probably amateurishly, but that was just what I did. And, uh, you know, build a website for my band, had a website back when I was a teenager uh, that had like, you know, 30,000 visitors a month or something like like crazy like that. And uh, that kind of spawned a hobby that only in my mid twenties or so did I realize actually had some business potential to it. So, uh, anyway, I eventually, um, started a little agency. I went to school for entrepreneurship as a post-grad started an agency and, and made that into my business model, which was the end kind of, uh, the end kind of thesis of the program, the one year entrepreneurship program. And I uh, started an agency. I ended up going and working for a law firm in house as their web admin and, uh, building up this agency on the side. So I was, I had a job, it was good. It was nine to five. And then I would Evenings and weekends, I'd build websites and do digital marketing and kind of ma basically manage the digital marketing for my clients. I quickly realized like th uh, that by outsourcing the work, I could not have to do all the work and then free up more of my time. So I wasn't stuck working a full-time job and then doing execution work for the rest of my evenings and weekends. So I went on the sites like Upwork and I found people that were talented and it took me a while to find people who are good. Uh, I ended up landing on a developer who I still work with today and he's outstanding. And I've since been through uh, various different contractors for the other things that I would do like SEO and, and pay-per-click and that kind of thing. But yeah, I really spawned out of web design and then created digital marketing as people realized when they, now they have the website, they also need marketing help. And I was you know, the closest person in proximity to be able to help them. And I worked with very small businesses at the time. Uh, eventually kind of grew that business and then went full-time, left my job and went full-time once I had a little bit of traction with it. I, I saved up some money and I luckily never ended up having to use that money but it was good as a safety net. And I had about $10,000 $10, or maybe $15,000 saved up. And, um, and uh, yeah, so that allowed me to make the leap, if you will. And then I kind of, as I made the leap, I was able to sustain myself. Luckily, my costs were low. You know, I had a, a partner who became my wife and uh, we lived in a small condo. And so it allowed me to kind of get off the ground without a lot of financial overhead and burden. And I definitely recommend that approach to most people. I don't recommend just kind of uh, jumping in you know, with no wings and hoping you'll fly, the things take a long time to build traction, even in, um, you know, even as a lower priced kind of, uh, service provider, like I was at the time. And so eventually I did that for for a few years, maybe three or four or five years and started focusing on B2B because most of my best clients were in the B2B realm. And then, um, and then my best client was a co-working space. And so I started going down the route of of specializing co-working, but at the same time, I was kind of getting tired of running an agency and I was very into reading books by folks like Alan Weiss, um, who was kind of an inspiration at the time, read a lot of his books, read value-based fees. And that really kind of changed how I look at what I do between that and a book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, which really isn't about 
which really the book isn't really about what inspired me. What I realized is that I was taking about 20 or 30% profit at the end of the year. So I was, I think at the time I was maybe doing, you know, 300,000 in revenue as a little agency with outsourced people from around the world. And I was maybe making a hundred thousand at the end of the year, which is, which is good, you know, for all intents and purposes, but I was getting burnt out and, um, you know, I may have even been earning a little bit less. I might've actually been around like 200, 250 now that I think of it and, and just under a hundred thousand. And I was like, man, I'm at like kind of max capacity. So either I have to hire a project manager, which will further erode my motion, uh, my further erode my margins or, uh, and I can't work with cheaper suppliers. I'm already working with people around the world and I'm having a hard time charging more with the clients that I was working with partly due to my experience level, partly due to, uh, not having a specialization and partly due to confidence and just not knowing better on what things should cost, frankly. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, so I realized, okay, so I could either start an agency, but then as I, as it grows and as it grows with complexity, so too do your costs. And therefore you need to kind of get to a, really, a, a serious scale in order to eventually kind of pay yourself uh, multiple six figures. And my goal was to kind of break the threshold and uh, break the plateau I was on. And so I was already outsourcing work. So I already had a taste of what it was like to have some form of leverage. So I would wake up in the morning and, you know, 40% of the website tasks or the website would be done or whatever. And, and onward I would go and I would kind of manage projects asynchronously. And what I realized through reading that book, both books, uh, although many books, but uh, uh, Value-Based Fees by Alan Weiss, which really taught about charging for consulting services based on the value you're creating and not necessarily the inputs or the time that you're putting into it. That really changed a lot of what I was looking at. And then profit first meant, well, what would I have to do such that I built in profit to the tune of, you know, thousand plus dollars per engagement um, or what, what have you, rather than just doing the work and then seeing what shakes out at the end. And the premise of that book is build your services in a way that you guarantee your profit and then everything else, all of your other revenue can be used for, uh, at, you know, the costs of, of goods sold or the costs of, of running your business, right? And it kind of changed. Well, I said, well, what if instead of running an agency, I positioned myself as a fractional CMO? One of my clients at the time who happened to be in the co-working industry had hired a fractional CMO in the past to help them get their pricing and their business model and stuff going. Um, and I realized that, and I heard, I think, I think that at the time that they said that they spent like 20 grand to work with this person, which to me was an astronomical figure and I couldn't believe it. So I was like, okay, so these people already buy fractional CMO services. They're aware of it or have purchased it in the past. They're not quite big enough to have a marketing manager. Why don't I try it on with this client? So basically I said, look, you need a lot more help than I can provide for this budget. Why don't I manage your marketing for you? I'll do it for a fixed fee. It'll be less than the cost of an employee. It ended up being four grand Canadian, which maybe three grand US at the time. And I said, I'll manage it for you for a fixed fee. And, uh, and I'll bring in all these folks that I normally mark up their time. And ultimately it'll come out very similarly in the wash, but you can turn things up or down and I'll just manage it and take care of it for you. You don't have to worry about anything. I'll report on it. I'll, I'll, I'll operate it until you are big enough to hire a marketing manager. And that worked, that worked really well. And then I picked up a second client, someone, another agency, I was working with a client for many years and they needed help with their marketing strategy. And they, they brought me in cause that was what I did, uh, as a, as an agency. And I basically said, I'm, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm transitioning to. I'm doing a fractional CMO service. And it took a while for the CEO at the time to really get it. And by the way, I'm still working with this client. That's back in 2017 when I started working with them. But it took a while for the CEO to get it. But then once he got it, he's like, ah, I see. Like basically you've replaced the need to have a marketing manager. And I'm like, yeah. And then so I had them. And so that was another four or $5,000. So all of a sudden I was busy. I was at capacity. I was doing several calls a week and coordinating stuff and reporting. It was a lot of work for two clients. Uh, and I call this managed advisory services, but it's not scalable at all. 
Uh, now I charge, I think I, I would charge 7,500 US dollars per month to begin with. And I would only do that for three, maybe five months or something, but not a long time. In fact, in my current capacity, I wouldn't even be able to handle that. So that's where I was. So I realized in order for me to grow, I needed to get out of some of this execution work, some of the task work. And I basically said, well, what if I removed project management out of the equation? Meanwhile, at the same time, I was focusing on, on the co-working industry and started working with a business coach to help make that transition. So I would keep my, my left foot on first base and get my right foot on second base sort of deal. It allowed me to sort of transition into advisory work and to end the specialization so I didn't blow up my business. I knew I needed to specialize. It was terrible, terrifying for me to, to do that. But I knew in order for me to cut through the noise and actually stand out, I would have to build uh, traction in a niche or a niche. So I made that transition and I, with the help of a business coach and that really worked well for me. It took me a while to get a second client, which happened to be from a referral. And then as I gained traction further and made my way into the industry and participated at events, more and more opportunities came up, more word of mouth, um, more just meeting people, interacting people. I built my email list and then was on podcasts and spoke at conferences and created courses and memberships. So the business kind of grew um, largely because of relationships that I developed and then tapping into existing audiences. Uh, and then a little bit of bird by bird, you know, a little bit of just showing up in all the places, doing webinars for people, all the stuff I normally teach. So I'm going to get back to why I decided to get into consulting. The real reason is because, you know, rather than creating this complex machine ultimately and having project managers and, and then various specialists, you know, marketing requires so many different uh, talented individuals and some of them are reliable and some of them aren't, some of them are expensive and some of them aren't. That's a lot of chaos. So what I'd rather do is work with a client, be their advocate, take a fixed fee to do that and really champion for their interests. And then, um, and basically provide a neutral non-biased way of looking at their marketing and create a, a system and a process, which becomes your methodology and, um, and use that as leverage. So, you know, I would take, you know, anywhere between, you know, $2,500 to five grand plus, And my prices have gone up, you know, when I first started, I think I had some plans for 1250 and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that was sort of my transition. And now I'm able, like, I think last year I did over 300 in revenue and over 200 in profit. And, um, uh, and I typically will take on no more than 10 clients at a time, or instead of one of those clients, there'll be a small group coaching program, like three to five people, uh, which will sort of make up for one client's revenue and one client's mental bandwidth, which I really enjoy doing as well. And, uh, yeah, so I was able to do that. Uh, without really breaking a sweat and then, you know, layering in some, some products and, um, and, uh, and, you know, that's been helping sort of the revenue just a little bit. And so what I'm realizing is that the way to leverage at this point is not to sell more advisory services. It's, it's to sell more group programs and more education-based products based around my methodology, my expertise. So all the stuff I learned with my advisory work, I can package it into the systems and, and processes and, and tools and Trello boards and resources and documents and training and either resell that at scale without my involvement or, or package it. I've done, I've done workshops and training and several things like that. So that's the way I'm going to scale. And, uh, it's significantly more lucrative than it was working with the, doing an agency before. The other thing that is, um, not to be understated is the level of stress that I would feel. Right. So yeah, it is, you know, during the pandemic, I was booked more or less solid and I've been more or less booked solid with a little bit of wiggle room, uh, since then. And, um, yeah, like showing up and doing even advisory work all day long is is stressful and in the sense that this is hard times for some clients and you have to sort of be on your game and make sure you're getting results. And um, sometimes clients are in dire, situ not dire, but tough situations. And 
So there is that degree of stress, but that's, but they see you as a partner as opposed to someone on the other side of the, of the table saying, you know, prove it. And, you know, um, it, it's not as contentious. Whereas when I was an agency, it was very much like, I don't trust you prove everything, show me everything. I don't understand this. Uh, even though I'm, I think I'm good at explaining all the things that are happening. There's an, because clients don't always understand things, they have to feel like they have to be on guard in order to watch out for being screwed over. And yeah, they eventually build trust with you. Um, uh, but anyway, it just feels different. But most importantly, my stress levels in terms of the things that I have to do between calls, after calls, at the end of my day are almost are almost non-existent. So I'm not thinking about, okay, what do I have to do next? Like I have very few to-do items that sort of pop into my head out of nowhere. If they do, I just record them in my reminders app. Um, but But the stress I was feeling before, even though I wasn't even making as much money, was significant because I had to make sure I was spinning all the plates and project management's not my core strength. It's something that drains me as opposed to gives me energy. So that's another thing to watch for is do the things that give you energy and don't drain you of your, of your, of your, of your mental bandwidth. Um, but yeah, so all that is to say is, uh, better margins, more, more profit, more lucrative at the other end of the, of the day, uh, less complexity, less hiring, less overhead, less risk from that standpoint, less stress from having to manage all these people and timings and budgets and, but, you know, reporting and all the execution work that is frankly, uh, you know, yeah, like it's, yeah. Once you have a system, anyone can execute on it. So anyway, just all these things, plus the, the relationship I have with my clients and being a fiduciary and and an advocate, and you can uh, just do a search in the community or on my blog for those words, fiduciary and advocate to see what I mean there. But ultimately looking out for my client's best interest for a fixed fee, as opposed to marking up other people's time and having to sell services and then prove that they're valuable because I'm also the one selling the solution. So now I get to sort of come in unbiased, neutral, give my best advice, back it with data, explain and educate things, and then scale through education and, and products, um, and group, group one to many offers. Um, and that's sort of the way that I plan to grow my business. And I can do that while staying lean. I have a, an assistant who works um, for like 20 bucks an hour and, you know, not that many hours a month, maybe 20 hours a month to keep my administrative side, my invoicing, my billing and stuff all clean and organized. Um, and I've got a bookkeeper. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, my my profit is, you know, 80% of every dollar and, and that I earn. And that's great. And that's how I prefer to operate. Um, so now I have more, I also have more free time and, uh, and that's another big piece is that I have, like, I just finished exercising for the last, I don't know, 45 minutes. Um, I've got a call coming up in 15 minutes and, uh, I just have more time in my day to think and, and create and do stuff, uh, which I really like. And I'm at a good level in terms of how busy I am that I have some breathing room in my day. Um, and yeah, I think the other point is that it's, is more aligned with my, my interests, my skills, frankly, and the things I'm good at is, you know, I'm good at understanding how all these pieces fit together. I'm technically minded. I'm, I'm good with numbers and I, and I'm, I'm pretty linear and logical. Um, so I work well in B2B and I work well in, you know, and 20, having 20 years experience building websites and then all the other stuff that came with that along the way really serves me. So it is my core strength, uh, and project management and that sort of thing isn't, and that drains me. So I think really at the end of the day, the decision was as to whether to be an advisor or to run an agency is completely up to you. Um, you know, I'm, if I were to run an agency, I would probably want to go the productized agency route and that way, uh, I would streamline everything and I would kind of create a system, uh, much like I advocate for in this group. Um, so ultimately, you know, as Alex said, when I responded with something along these lines, he says, yeah, you're right. I mean, optimizing at the end of the day, it's about optimizing for what's best for you. And, you know, I think that's the critical piece there is, uh, there's no right or wrong answer. Although, you know, I can tell you 
uh, not, I'm not, not as stressed running my business, far more lucrative, far more upside potential and, um, more free time, better alignment with my needs, better experience with, between me and my clients. I'm, I'm, I'm on their team. It feels like I'm very much on their team as opposed to across the table, which really helps. And uh, I still have lots of room to create leverage and scale through, you know, my expertise in selling that packaging up, selling it. So I just want to share that with you. Um, there's not really right or wrong answer, as I said, to any of this stuff. Uh, but this is why I chose to get into advisory work as opposed to building an agency. And ultimately, the decision is yours to make. If you need help doing either of those things, let me know. Always happy to chat with you and to kind of, you know, help you to kind of uh, devise a plan for creating one of those two things. I do focus mostly on the advisory side of things. That's my core strength. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about picking your thing, your niche or your specialization. It's about um, establishing your credibility. It's about developing your methodology. It's about building your, designing your business model in a way that's profitable and, and uh, compelling for you. And at the end of the day, having a marketing engine that's going to keep your, your pipeline full. Um, so this stuff applies to either whatever model you choose, whether it's a freelance advisory or, um, or uh, agency. Although I focus on the advisory piece cause that's what I'm best at. Uh, but if you need help with any of that stuff, let me know. There's a, there's Mindshare pro there's the community, which you're in and that's a free group. There's Mindshare pro and that's a hundred bucks a month, which includes all of my methodology and all my templates. And you can use all that stuff today and you can cancel after a month if you want, but it also comes with some kind of group coaching stuff. And then I've got one-to-one coaching as well, which may become a hybrid kind of group coaching in the future. So if you're interested in any of that, if you want a little bit of help just to grow and make your your prof, your business more profitable or more uh, streamlined or just either get off the ground or to really kind of uh, push through your plateaus, uh, let me know. There might be a way we can work together um, either for low cost or no cost. So we'll talk soon. And uh, yeah, if there's anything else, um, don't hesitate to ask in the group. Okay, bye for now.